Geelong. They don't know what to do with themselves if they're not playing football in September. Their supporters, you have to go all the way back to 2015. That is the only time since 2006 that Geelong have not played finals. In fact, I saw a statistic yesterday that if Geelong West Coast don't play finals this year, it's the first time since both of those teams and Richmond have missed finals that one of those has not played finals since 1987 which in itself is remarkable. Let's bring in Wes Cusworth, who's with us from the Cats Whiskers podcast, to tell us how the Cats get into September footy again. Hello, Wes. Hello, Jacob. Hello, Wayne. I um, am eagerly looking forward to the next couple of weeks because, as you know, finals have begun. They've begun for Geelong, haven't they? And uh, as you've just made mention of, Jacob, it's been a very long time since Geelong has actually played a dead rubber, and that will be precisely what happens if Geelong don't get up over St Kilda on Saturday night. That would mean that the final home-and-away game against the Bulldogs is, in fact, a dead rubber. But I'm heading into this weekend with a level of optimism in the belief that Geelong can get over St Kilda, get over the Bulldogs and do as Wayne has suggested and once again play finals. Yeah, no worries. I think you've got to... Mind you, at quarter time on Friday night, you would have been feeling fairly confident that start that they had and Jeremy Cameron showing a bit of form. Blistering. Fantastic, wasn't it? I mean, Mm. Cameron is just such an exceptional player and we've spoken multiple times about the first third of his season was quite extraordinary. He had a bit of a flat spot. Obviously, um, copped a heavy knock, sideline for a little bit there. But you know, he was he was on song. He was headed towards a hundred goals after those that first third of the season. He was going to take the Coleman Medal. There was so much. He was going to win the Brownlow. <laughs> he was going to do it all. But the reality is, things sort of uh, the wheels fell off a little bit. Um, can he recapture the form of? Last Friday night, this Saturday night, well, the Geelong supporters will certainly be hoping so, but it was a blistering start by Geelong, and you're exactly right. It was kind of like, oh, here we go. This is the sort of form that carried us through to the 2022 Premiership, and now we're going to be able to string some wins of this nature together. And Collingwood adjusted. They adjusted really well, and when you consider that they did it without the contribution from Darcy Moore, they were fantastic, and it just shows what a high-quality side Collingwood is. Last year, you were able to manage players and everything went right in the way of injuries. There's a few there at the moment. Gary Rowan, I'm not sure how he pulled up after the weekend, but what about injury-wise? Are you getting some back? Yeah, Rowan subbed off with that suspected adductor issue. These soft tissue injuries, they become incredibly problematic, don't they, for ageing players and this has been Geelong's issue all season with players dropping by the wayside. Tom Hawkins with that calf, which he's had such a fantastic run uh, in terms of avoiding injury across the course of his lengthy career. And Mark Blitzav's obviously sustaining that hamstring injury, a really serious one a few weeks back. And yeah, he's probably going to return for the remainder of this season unless we go very deep. So yeah, we, we haven't really had that that freedom to be able to rest players and to manage players quite like we would have liked to as we did in 2022 but you've just got to make do with what you've got and hopefully get your soldiers on the park and make their contribution and carry you through to success we all know that Geelong at their best are 
can match any side in the competition. But to be at their best, they've got to have their their fullest available or close to their fullest available. And um, you know, even Cam Guthrie with that toe issue and and the like, and and some of the young talented young players coming through. Jai Clark, we saw had a glimpse of him during the course of the season, and then got it injured immediately. And and Jack Henry's foot continues to be problematic. So the Cats have certainly got their injury concerns, but um, just the way that Collingwood were able to shut us down beyond quarter time and string together uh, a lot of goals in a row just showed, obviously, uh, some foibles with the Geelong approach to the game and, and also the way in which Collingwood's just a high-calibre side. Wes, who's playing ruck this weekend? Because Reece Stanley's in a bit of doubt and uh, we know that uh, both Mark Blitzard and John Segler are on the sidelines as well. Um, big Shannon Neal, young South Mantle product, is he going to lead the ruck this week? Could be a good chance. I was so hopeful for him when he had those couple of set shots on goal and I thought this is uh, pretty exciting for the young fella. I can't imagine uh, it gets any more exciting than playing AFL-level footy, kicking your first goal and being swamped by your teammates. He had that opportunity. Obviously, his greatest value to the Cats is, obviously, in that big man capacity. So it looks like uh, he might have a fair bit of responsibility thrust on his shoulders. Uh, Asava Radigalia obviously has that versatility and size that can mean that he can perform a role there. But uh, let's hope that Shannon Neal is, is given that responsibility, given that opportunity, and can really shine. We know that high-caliber... Uh, accomplished Ruckman obviously need to start somewhere and by all accounts, as we've been told for many, many years, big men take a little bit longer to develop. So let's hope that this is uh, the, the thin edge of a very big wedge for Shannon Neal. Uh, Tom Hawkins hasn't played the last couple of weeks with a hamstring. Uh, we saw him on Fox Footy last night, a, a great uh, piece with, with Jack Revolt. Those two have shared so much in their careers. Uh, both won three premierships and both been champion key forwards with very similar numbers. Well, we see Tom Hawkins this weekend, and what do you think his future is beyond this year, Wes? I think there's a fair bit of optimism around Geelong for the fact that Tom Hawkins, one, wants to go on, is going to be sufficiently highly motivated and will have the, the physical capability of doing that. So I think we'll see more of Tom Hawkins. Yeah, that was a really nice moment, wasn't it, during the course of the year when Jack Revolt and Tom Hawkins got together, exchanged jumpers and um, sort of saluted one another's careers. And we knew at the time that that meant something and the general consensus around Victoria was the fact that that was uh, Revolt saying farewell. Tom Hawkins, we know that his recent seasons have been absolutely stellar, so I don't think there's any reason for him to pull up stumps, and particularly as uh, he probably he, he certainly doesn't do the, the running up the field that, say, Jeremy Cameron does, and doesn't need to. So uh, he continues to provide that one prong of a two-pronged attack, which can really cause a lot of grief for opposition defenders. So I, I say play on Tom Hawkins. Where's one from uh, from Wayne of Balcata wants to know where's Sam Menegola at? Uh, West Australian who's missed a lot of the last two years with injury um, there's been talk that he could return this weekend. That'd be fantastic. Uh, you guys know full well from the way that I speak about him that I'm a really big fan of Menegola and um, I, just, I just love his capacity to attract the football he reads the play really really well and I, I see him as a really versatile sort of player um, very mobile um, at his peak he's you know very fit and, and makes a great contribution in the Cats and you know, just lament the fact that he's had the injury issues that he's had and also the fact that I just I just feel like he hasn't been given the same opportunity that some other players have been given 
uh, at the same time, he's probably competing with the likes of Mitch Nevitt, who's been in pretty good form in the VFL. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But, you know, I'm certainly in the Menegola camp. I mean, it might hurt a little bit, but after watching Collingwood last week, uh, are they your favourites? Oh, I, you know, I feel like, um, like you guys, that you can have your allegiance to your own side, but at the same time, you can be objective enough to just appreciate really good football. Mm. They are a fantastic side at the moment. And when you consider that they've got their own injury concerns that they're battling through, but they've still got the depth of list and the calibre of player that they can turn it on like they did. They're really, they're really good to watch, in, in all honesty. And the reality is, um, you know, we joke about the fact, particularly over here, we joke about the fact that Collingwood supporters can be a bit obnoxious, but I think that there can be supporters for every club that can be a little bit that way inclined. So I, I certainly don't um, uh, bear any... Um, ill feeling towards Collingwood I, I wish them well and they're really really good to watch when they're going uh, as much as uh, the West Coast Premiership win against Collingwood in a, by a very narrow margin um, a few years back was uh, also pretty pretty good to watch um, Green and gold all over the place there for today or not? Sure is. There's absolutely no shadow of a doubt that as a nation we've been absolutely seized by this. This is There's some fantastic vision going around uh, on social media, and I'm sure you guys have seen it, of some of the celebrations around the country at, at weddings, at AFL footy matches, on planes, on all sorts of things. It's 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 fantastic for sport. Uh, we find that sport has a, an incredibly uh, an incredible capacity to bring a nation together. It's fantastic for for women's sport, and I think that we've got to be big enough to acknowledge the fact that sports codes can coexist, and that we can. We can be AFL devotees, as we three are, but at the same time, we can truly appreciate what the round ball code means and to Australia and you know, to see uh, um, Courtney Vine with her Aloisi-type moment there uh, in that quarterfinal was absolutely extraordinary. So I even have my wife, and, and this will probably come as a bit of a surprise to you guys to know that my wife actually doesn't share uh, anything like my sporting affiliation and, and passion uh, and, and she was speaking to me last night and said that she better sit down and watch the Matildas tonight because she feels like it's just the Australian thing to do and I reckon there'll be uh, many millions of people across the country adhering to that same line. Very patriotic of your lovely wife to do such a thing uh, for the country and for the love of, uh, of sport and what it means to our country tonight. Hey where's uh, the Cats Whiskers? What can we expect this weekend? Got a ripper this week. We've got Murray Whitcomb, who played for the Cats between 1976 and 1986. And interestingly enough, he came from a little town just outside of Geelong called Inverlee. And he reminded us on the podcast that whilst he was playing, at one particular point in time, there were four players, Dale Smith, Malcolm Reed, Rod Blake and Murray Whitcomb, all coming from Inverlee playing for the Cats in the one particular game, which is pretty extraordinary when you consider that at that time, Inverlee, an outlying town in the Geelong vicinity, only had about 400 residents and four of them were actually playing for the Geelong senior team at the time, which is that's quite outstanding. And, and he is a really, really humble man. And, and Jacob, I don't expect that you'll remember him. I know you'll remember his name because you're, you're so well researched with your footy. But I suspect that Wayne might have some recollection of him. And he wasn't big, uh, but he had good skills. He was super fit and he was awfully courageous and made a fantastic guest on the Catch Whiskers podcast. Should be a great listen. Uh, coming up this Friday, you'll hear it first on 91.3. 
Sport FM. Wes, thanks as always. Good luck to your cats in their quest for finals. St Kilda at Docklands into the Western Bulldogs at GMHBA Stadium. We'll chat to you next week when hopefully the cats' finals hopes are still alive. Thanks so much, Jake. Good on your way and go Childers. Yes, indeed. Thanks, Wes Cusworth. He is a host of the Cats Whiskers and a very passionate Geelong fan and a very passionate sporting fan.